sons and daughters of the great African continent, you welcome to the Dr. Beth's podcast, an Afrocentric economic, social, cultural and empowerment podcast just for you. And I'm your soul sister, Dr. Beth, the woman on a mission for great Africa, a multidimensional being having a human experience here to thrive, not to survive wonderfully and fearfully created the original and not to duplicate. Do not walk alone. Love guide me. Not fear. I'm here to raise the frequency of the vibration and to bring you my lovely audience good energy in all that you do. Let love guide you. Not fear. Because fear is the greatest vampire of energy. I love you all. Especially you. Salutations à tous mes alloirs auditeurs. Bienvenue au podcast du Dr. Bev. Je t'aime, ma chérie. Je t'aime, mon chérie. On today's episode, we'll be taking a look at President Paul Kagame's take on the matters concerning the acceleration of African continental free trade area and also that of the United Nations expect report on Uranda. So the expert reports delivered on behalf of the United Nations on Rwanda will be under scrutiny today on today's episode. Brought to us by kind courtesy of Jumia Global. Jumia, the number one e-commerce platform operating in Great Africa. Sustainable organic agricultural project. Great Africa Women Empowerment Project. Empowering Great African Women through capacity building and advocacy. Sustainable organic agricultural project. Concept Products Promotion Equipment Limited. Black Bastards Agribusiness and Dr. Beth's World of Fragrance. These are the proud sponsors of today's episode. My lovely audience, I would like to remind you of the theme of the African Union for the year 2023. The year of the African continental free trade area is the main theme and the sub-theme is the acceleration of the African continental free trade area implementation. So in all that we do, we've got to make sure that we accelerate African continental free trade area. We should trade amongst ourselves and we should make sure that we put the African continental free trade area at the core of all the RECs. They are activities. The RECs are the regional economic communities. So, my lovely audience, let us all together accelerate the African continental free trade area. My lovely audience, let's listen to what the president of Rwanda, Paul Kagame, has to say to the people of the great African continent. We need the political will almost uh, in everything that we have to do. The fact that we put uh, the CFTA in place, for example, uh, required political will. Uh, and political will not of just one country or two, 
but to all of us on our continent. Um, and the numbers so far are good in terms of those who came forward and said this is the right thing we should do. And when you look at those who signed, those who ratified, the, the countries, almost all of them, where in some cases were at 47, 44, 47, those who ratified, then we have others who signed above 50 of the countries on the continent. So that's a good step. Of course, it gets harder uh, going to the final steps of realization of really uh, having the CFTA that works for everybody. Uh, there are still these legacy problems, you know, people are get lost in some things they think are important uh, for them even with some misinterpretation of what all that means sometimes people say no don't touch this it has to do with the sovereignty but in the end if you don't do it your sovereignty is just a name sovereignty should entail uh, freedoms for people to work within and across countries. Uh, and that's what delivers actually sovereignty better to, to anyone, to any country. Uh, so sometimes they just have mixed approaches and the definitions of what they should be doing. And, and they miss the point of doing what needs to be done. So political will is absolutely going to be important always because that's what will allow, for example, freedom of movement, of people, of goods, because you will find uh, people can't easily cross borders to neighboring countries or countries beyond uh, because there are all kinds of you know, restrictions whether there are visas or different questions being raised or distorted sort of competition. It's like, you know, things should not cross our border from country X and country Y because when they come here, you know, people, our people, you know, they think their businesses will be either interfered with or the business people will lose, they, they, people fail to grasp the big picture that is entailed here, that after all, if I can, uh, if I can cross, if I can have people uh, cross borders with what they produce, the others do the same, and uh, they benefit more. Having such a big market as uh, there is in uh, uh, CFTA is an asset. It's, it's not a liability at all. It's a huge, huge asset that Africa has. If Africans can trade with each other, can invest in and with each other, uh, it, it, but for that to happen and happen fast and move fast requires our leaders on our continent uh, to 
have that political will to see the point and see the urgency of it uh, and allow certain things to happen uh, through the systems of any country instead of putting brakes on what we are trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are seeing good developments. One can say slow in some sense. You feel we could move faster and faster could move the better uh, for countries to develop. For, even for that unity itself, you know, seeing my country rate with another country as something healthy uh, rather than uh, uh, being problematic. Uh, it's good for the continent. It's, I mean, you can look back and ask yourself questions. Why Africa endowed with so much in terms of resources of every kind, human and others? Why, 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 would, why is Africa where we are today? It has no proper explanation. Why are countries that uh, were at the same level as Africa maybe 30, 40 years ago have moved ahead 10 times, 10 times ahead of us compared to where we were together last time? Uh, what is the explanation? There's something wrong, maybe structurally so, that we need to address. And if we could uh, have this political will and driven by the sense of urgency, maybe we could uh, we could see these developments mm. for real. Yeah, Your Excellency, staying within the region, what are your comments uh, on the findings in the recent United Nations group of experts' final reports on the Democratic Republic of Congo? These reports have been there for now maybe we are coming to close to 30 years. They're just reports coming up, and when you look at it and you, you've lived in this region and you know what has happened and has, is happening, and uh, sometimes you wonder what the exercise is all about. Uh, is it really aimed at uh, resolving problems? Do they present facts? of the situation to, to help people do the right thing to resolve the problems obtaining and uh, move on to other things or are they just aimed at uh, sanitizing you know the involvement the names of many perpetrators uh, and, and really keeping uh, the status quo uh, so that in the end, I think, uh, there is just money flowing into the situation and out and 
people living off of it and countries and using it to, to manage uh, other countries and uh, then bringing in uh, the NGOs that play into that and uh, enable the powers that be uh, keep the region and Africa where it should stay and keep you know pacifying and managing us uh, even without peace because for example if you have read it I haven't uh, seen for, if I may pick a few examples you know we have refugees here from Congo I've been living here for a couple of decades now and there have been more flowing coming across the border into Rwanda because they are running away from persecution. Some have been killed, women raped, others cross with scars and so on and so forth. Um, there has been hate speech, there has been all kinds of things relating to the turbulent history of Rwanda or the region. But you find these reports always fall short of addressing even the understanding of this problem, later on providing possible solutions for those problems. That's one. The other is actually complete distortion sometimes they create. Because if you look at, uh, again, the report, there is highlighting some aspects of uh, problems here. You know, say M23, M23. M23 is everybody's problem. It has become an international issue, problem. I think M23 affects Europe, affects America, affects Africa, affects and they are uh, quiet. They speak in whispers when it talks about FDRA. When they are talking about one over 120 armed groups in Eastern Congo. They only highlight M23 and ADF, yes, ADF, they talk about ADF. Sometimes even trying to create an equivalence that M23 and ADF are equivalent. But FDRR, these genociders, who have now become part of really uh, the national army of, of DRC, they have been armed, they have been, they are known, we have names, names, ranks, we, they are, we, we know, but they assume these people don't even exist, that it is not even a problem that we should be talking about. And when you ask, you say, okay, but uh, 
Are you saying these these people have never existed? They say, yeah, yes, they have. But so where are they? Where did they go? To? Just disappeared. They say, oh, you know, but, you know, most of them, these people went back home. They, you know, they are no longer there. But on one hand, they say they went back home. Um, on the other hand, they are not uh, talking about those who uh, have stayed and are actually causing problems. They've been causing problems to Rwanda. Like, you know, the case from 2019. Uh, and uh, other cases that followed later on. And then these names we talk about that we know exist uh, in that part. Then you have other cases in, that is North Kivu, then you have other cases in South Kivu involving, uh, again, not only people from Rwanda, there are cases where Burundi is affected in the same way. They have people uh, they have to confront that we live in that part, and then there is a mix of uh, uh, the Congolese groups and uh, national forces. Then you have the UN that is always uh, crisscrossing from North Kivu to South Kivu, and uh, so sometimes you cannot even understand what is going on. So I would have expected that a report like that really clarifies. Uh, who is who and uh, what they are doing and where they came from or what their intentions are uh, without exception uh, and then guide us to the possible actions that should be taken in order to uh, pacify because pacifying Eastern Congo it's not just pacifying Congo, it's also pacifying uh, the neighboring countries. It is Uganda, Rwanda, and Burundi, and maybe others uh, beyond uh, in another geographical parts. So, what can I say about... Uh, well, and they are called a group of experts but experts in, you know do you know they have not been here to for example uh, interview talk to people who have actually been fleeing from Congo to Rwanda and maybe to Uganda or some other places but mainly here what I'm more conversant about they've never done that why? Why do you think uh, an expert is supposed to be taken seriously and therefore the, the report they write would not have done that? Uh, it shows something, uh, maybe akin to bias of some sort. And how do you address a problem like this? When, uh, so that's... Uh, People are trying to 
to write their own narratives, the group of experts, own narratives, the group of experts, maintains the narrative that was set long ago, close to 30 years ago, uh, around uh, the story of genocide. But they want genocide to be seen more in their own view than in the reality of what happened here. That's what I was referring to when I was talking of uh, sanitization of uh, certain parties and their involvement. It's a narrative that goes on for a long time. It's, uh, the victim in the end turns into a perpetrator. So, so Rwanda, which uh, if you look at our history, which you talked about earlier, um, where we have come from, uh, we must uh, be made to carry the name of being uh, some kind of perpetrator or responsible for the chaos in the region. And even in Eastern Congo or in Congo, then they bring up issues about, you know, mineral exploitation, that we are there for minerals. It's no longer an issue of WFDRA. It's uh, M23. It's no longer for their uh, national rights in Congo. Uh, it's about being proxies for Rwanda to achieve uh, uh, exploitation of minerals or achieve... Uh, uh, some even go to the extent of saying we want to cut a part of Congo and uh, annex it and make it ours. They create all sorts of theories and stories. So even if the report, uh, the group of group of experts, does not say that, but it provides the ground uh, on, on which you know, people can. Uh, grow these seeds of uh, uh, confusion and the division and uh, so we, 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 in our case we really have to always be careful as we have been and continue to be uh, so that we get, don't get lost into this mess and forget our priorities which is to keep Rwanda Rwandans and those who live here, wherever they come from, secure, uh, irrespective of the rumblings that go on around us. Excellency. My lovely audience, you've been listening to Paul Kagame, the president of Rwanda, giving us his take on matters concerning acceleration of the African continent of free trade area and the recent UN report on Rwanda. Lovely audience, I would like to say a very big thank you for joining me on today's episode. And today's episode was brought to us by kind courtesy of Jumia Global. Jumia, the number one e-commerce platform operating in Great Africa. Strategic Afrocentric Market Team and Afrocentric Business Consortium. Sustainable Organic Agricultural Project. 
Great Africa Women Empowerment Project, empowering great African women through capacity building and advocacy concepts, products, promotion, equipment limited, black bastards, agribusiness, and the Dr. Beth's world of fragrance. These were the proud sponsors of today's episode. My lovely audience, I would like to remind you once again of the theme of the African Union for the year 2023. Acceleration of the African Continental Free Trade Area Implementation. So let us all work together, put all hands on deck to ensure that the African Continental Free Trade Area work for all of us. I would like to say a big thank you once again. And in all that you do, my lovely audience, let love guide you. Not fear, because fear is the greatest vampire of energy. I love you all, especially you. Babininyong!